The whole point is that we don't know what we're talking about. And I don't know, honestly, hopefully this shows like how you breach the subject with people who are not in that community and have no idea what's going on. Like us. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode one of Focus Fridays. We're Finn and Emma, and if you're new to the show and this is your first time tuning in, this is not our normal format. Typically, we interview people who are exploring non-monogamy. However, this is a series of episodes that are going to be focused on a specific topic. That's not to say you shouldn't leave, though. No, no, no. Please listen. And if you are looking for, again, there's going to be 10 of these episodes, 10 of these topics. If you want to listen to the other 10 right now, you can actually go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, click on the courses tab, and you'll be taken to a place where you can download all 10 of them for free if you would like. And you also have the opportunity there to make a contribution to the show. It is not required, but if you do, we're super grateful. Either way, it's free for you if you want. The other option is you can wait and next week, uh, episode two will come out and the week after that, episode three and so on until every Friday, episode 10. For 10 Fridays only. (laughs) (laughs) For now. Right. For For season, we're calling this season one, by the way. We're hoping to do this again. So as you probably heard in the little intro there at the beginning, we are talking to two people today. Matt and Jessica. Who don't know jack about non-monogamy. Other than their two best friends in the whole world, their words, not mine, told them this last summer that they have a podcast where they interview non-monogamous people (laughs) and that they, in fact, themselves have been non-monogamous for actually for the entire time that Jessica has known us. So it's a little bit confusing what you just said. But the point is, these are some of our best friends. Last summer, we came out and told them all about the podcast and what we have been doing exploring non-monogamy. And we decided to have them come on the show. Well, actually, we invited them. They decided to come on and try to help us define these terms. And you thought I was confusing. (laughs) (laughs) You were talking through it backwards. Yeah. So... Super grateful. They've been super supportive of everything, and we're so happy that they came on the show. And this is a super fun conversation. I will say it starts off a little bit slow because part of what we wanted to do with this is give them kind of complicated terms and terms that maybe don't show up in vanilla world, I guess. I don't know about vanilla. (laughs) In monogamy world and see if they can define them. But the first handful of terms are sort of self-defining, but we have a good conversation about them nonetheless. So if you want to get to the funny stuff, you can skip ahead, but I think we have a good time. The whole thing is definitely worth listening to. Enough disclaimers, enough confusing you. One other really quick announcement. We'll do more of that later on. (laughs) We have, as with all of these Focus Fridays, we will have show notes on our website for these episodes as normal. In the show notes, there will be some resources listed that we discussed throughout this episode, as well as a list of all of the terms that are defined in this discussion. So if you want a full list, the definitions won't be there, just the list of terms. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and you can go to the courses tab, and under that will be Focus Fridays. Yeah, and I also wanted to say, too, that a lot of these terms are very subjective, right? And everyone is going to sort of define these in different ways for themselves. And we want to just acknowledge really quick up front that we know that and our definitions may not be 100% spot on. They will be pretty accurate for most things, but... They're uh, based on our experiences. Yeah. And some of them are very hard to define, again, because people take that and they mold it to themselves. So again, just 
keep that in mind with some of these things. And, yeah, and take our definitions with a grain of salt, I guess. And if you want to do well, more it's research, like two grains of salt. <laughs> If you want to go do more research, we highly recommend yeah. that. <laughs> we're not completely walking around in the dark here. We we do have some idea what we're talking about, but yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. With that in mind, we will stop talking at you and let's go talk with our good, good friends. Our best friends. Our best friends, <laughs> Matt and Jessica. Let's go. This <laughs> pure gold. Uh, it is. It's going to be nothing right. but gold. I don't know what you were expecting. We're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me you're not recording and we'll just okay. Everything's fine. Let's do a dry yeah. run and not record. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We're not recording. It's just us chatting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brilliant. So we so we have our two two of our closest friends on planet Earth here with us. Matt and Jessica. They have better friends on Mars. In quotes. In quotes. <laughs> <laughs> the, but also disclaimer, though, they've done zero research in preparation for this. That was real hard to not look up anything at all. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to school you. <laughs> yeah. They do not have any background in non-monogamy either. This whole episode is supposed to be a walkthrough of terms and fun conversation about what the de- some of the definitions are in non-monogamous relationships and they do not have any background so we're going to have a fun conversation and have them guess some of these fun terms and it was supposed to be a drinking game where if they get a term right we have to drink yeah and if they get it wrong we're supposed to drink but <laughs> we're all just drinking anyway yeah <laughs> pretty much so yeah yeah okay any questions before we get going i don't know if anything would help at this point so do you want to introduce yourselves at all <laughs> For for anybody out there who's curious who Matt and Jessica are, I I don't I don't know. How long have you been together? Well, oh yeah, I guess that's a good point. So we've only been married for what is it seven months now? Yep. But like, I'll say yes. Yeah, we've been together over ten years. So right. Yes. Yeah. We're both in our thirties, and and Matt and I have known each other since kindergarten. Yep. Ish. And we've been yep. a long time friends since then. And Jessica and I, well, we met before. I was like, I've known them for um, not quite know. as long as I you, think but I I've... met her before you. 2009, summer 2009. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've known each other a while. Yeah. It's okay. been a minute. It's been a minute. And here we are. And we recently told you guys about this whole thing. And maybe that's a whole different episode. I think that is. Okay. We won't go down that story. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll tell that story another day. Which, which, although we are very good friends, it was a complete shock when you told us that. Yeah, sorry about, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm sure it was. <laughs> I mean, a complete shock makes it so. I don't. I mean, I guess you, you you told us about the podcast as well, and that part of that was probably a shock, knowing that this has been a big part of this, you know, your life right now. Um, and I think that's what kind of made it a shock to me. Yeah, it was kind of a one-two. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, Again, our apologies yeah. for that. No, we felt <laughs> you don't have to apologize. <laughs> we appreciate knowing you. Well, here we are, ready to to educate you on the finer things well, in life. I want to caveat too. <laughs> I want to caveat that we are not experts, and this is based on our experience and also some basic internet research. The whole point is that we don't know what we're talking about. Right. And I don't know, honestly, hopefully this shows like how you breach the subject with people who are not in that community and have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Perfect. Like us. Well, then maybe the first term, (laughs) sort of self-explanatory, but nevertheless, ethical non-monogamy. What do you think? You can take this one. How many are you going to say that? (laughs) I know. If you're leading off not wanting to take one that they're saying is a softball. (laughs) Yeah. So basically you're not with a single partner. Is non-monogamy, like, ethical just implies that you're, it's, like, consensual among everybody, you're communicating correctly the way that it should be, so that, I don't know, I feel like that's why it gets a bad rap, is because people will automatically assume that it's not ethical. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more like cheating. I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> accept. This, this definition was just at, 
at its most basic is a relationship that involves more than two people and the ethical piece. Yeah, everyone's enthusiastically consenting and respectful and aware of what's going on. Enthusiastically consenting. Yeah. So this is sort of like the ultimate blanket term over everything, Mm -hmm. I would say. So Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of definition here. I can see us using some of these uh, definitions in other definitions now as well. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Enthusiastically. Enthusiastically consent, yeah. Can you non-ethically consent though? I under the under the influence of alcohol or I would say under some type of You can non-enthusiastically consent. Right, yeah. Non enthusiastically yes. like I don't like under duress. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Is that what they say? Yeah. Okay. So the second one, also kind of a blanket term, open relationship. Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, an open relationship would mean that you're not um, exclusively committed to one person, I would say. And we both both people know that, I guess. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's more of a generic term, and it's really how that how the two people or the people in the relationship want to define it. Yeah, it's it's sort of the generic term for the next two that are coming at us, which are, we'll, we'll give you two at a time, but the first one is swinging and the second one is polyamory. Or polyamorous, and so it's sort of the a more generic term for those. If some people maybe don't define strongly as one or the other, they will they will say, "Well, maybe we're just in an open relationship." Yeah, just open. Mm-hmm. All right. So that open would almost seem like it'd be like an umbrella term over yeah all of those uh, different yeah terms. Yep, exactly. Or different relationships. The next one would be swinging. Or it's sometimes called the swinging lifestyle, or sometimes it's called just a lifestyle, or some people like to shorten it to LS. Yeah. Oh, I would say that's an engine type. If I... <laughs> <laughs> LS one. That's perfect. That's the perfect response. <laughs> All right. Next. Next term. <laughs> No, because I remember I remember asking you about this the the fateful night where you told us all about your lives, and oh. I was like, I don't know, like are these are these different? Are these the same? As far as like polyamory versus like the lifestyle. Yeah. So wait, are we going to define this one? Yeah. Are you? I can. He, said, I he already submitted an answer. <laughs> it's an it's an engine type. Oh, okay. That's LS. <laughs> No, I mean, that's that's where, well, and I guess I'm not sure how this works either. I guess it would be, it doesn't have to be a two couples, but it could be a couple or some group. I mean, yeah, wouldn't just be hooking up, so you'd have to have at least a group on one side, right? Well, no, I mean, I know you can have like a couple and then a single person too, and that would still be swinging. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. And then I don't know where it goes in the other direction. Yeah, so the, the idea here is that swinging is typically more around having multiple sexual partners and not really focusing so much on the romantic piece of the puzzle. And so then, yeah. So I guess maybe the next one that we'll touch on here is progressive swinging. I kind of gave away, I didn't maybe give away that one. Does progressive imply that it's a newer way of thinking or that it is you progress, progress, progress through Swinging towards polyamory. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so that's right, though. Yeah. Mo- more or less that it's people who are okay having like a little bit deeper relationships, right? And so there are some people in, in swinging who don't want any type of blurring of the like, we're here for sex and nothing else. But there's a lot of people who are like, we're here because we want to make awesome friends and we want to have some level of emotional intimacy, but we're maybe not necessarily looking for. Like a boyfriend or girlfriend. A, yeah, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or somebody to maybe move in. It's a little bit maybe deeper than swinging, but not all the way to the... That's progressive? Yeah. Or that's the progressive part of it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a newer term that another podcast coined a little while back. And so trying to find that middle ground between swinging, which is not as much emotional or um, emotionally intimate, where... And we're going to get to polyamory in a second and have that kind of middle ground. And that's where that progressive swinging came in. Questions, concerns, thoughts? Oh, that makes sense. So I, I think the stereotypical swinger that they 
show in movies or shows or something like that is kind of a flirt or the couple's a flirt. They come out with a drink, probably a margarita in a hot tub. And that's what's like always that I've always kind of like seen, right? That's like the media's stereotypical portrayal. And then they come out super flirty. Between that and like there's a key bowl in the Grinch Christmas party. Yeah. That's in the Jim Carrey version. Yeah. And it took me forever. Took me forever to know. You put all your keys in a bowl and then you just pull out keys and that's who you're going home with. And then it's like I don't wanna I don't wanna have a tone that makes it sound like because I know I just sounded very judgy, but like that's portrayed in the media all the time as what swingers are too. And that's basically what like mainstream as far as like it's in a Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Mm -hmm. Like I remember seeing that on that seventies show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well it is it's the whole key party thing is a very uh, stereotypical swinger thing, like you just said. And it's mostly, I think, associated with like the seventies is yeah. Like in what you just mm-hmm. said of yeah. putting all the keys in the bowl and then taking them out. And that's how you go home with whatever keys you get. So it's like completely random at that point And yeah, not progressive at all. Right. right. Yeah. And it's not very friendly to people who don't own a car. That's, that's one <laughs> or of the other issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you could put your house keys in if you don't have a car. I suppose. But if you don't have a house either. Your house keys? Your bike, your bike keys? <laughs> my bike. So, See a lot. Yeah, and I will, this, is my, this is a combination to my Schwinn. I will, I will, for the record, say, having been doing this now for 10 plus years, we've never once put our keys in any bowl. No. Ever. No. So it's just not a thing that happens. Not that we've ever experienced. I would say if it was going to happen, it would probably be somebody throwing a themed party that was set like a satire party making fun of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that happening. I feel like if nobody has done that yet, you should probably do that because it sounds hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) It it actually does sound hysterical to to do that. And who knows? I mean, people have their different levels of swinging whatever they're comfortable with and we'll get into some of those terms in a minute but the next term moving a little bit similar to swinging is monogamish have you heard of that one before yes i mean i could guess what that it was probably because you were saying it monogamish it's not a i can't decide which side of the spectrum it's on you have that look on your face too i don't know where you came up with that Mish Monaga Mish. To be clear, we did not come up with that. <laughs> and we didn't make this one up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume that's where you have like one uh, primary partner, but almost, I guess, an open relationship. Then at that point, where you would you would be able to go out and you know have multiple partners. Yeah, it's a toy coin. It's a toy. <laughs> It's a term coined by Dan Savage, who is a columnist and sex advice podcaster oh. out in Seattle. And he said it's used to describe committed relationships that still allow some outside sexual experiences. So, yeah. So typically this would be like, maybe you are pretty much monogamous all the time, but if you go on a work trip, it's okay. Or once in a while, like maybe twice a year, you go out and do something like together it's, it's sort of like maybe, and there's obviously no like right ratio, but like 90% of the time, it's just the two of you. And then every once in a while, like there's some blurring of the line. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, it's not that different from swinging. It's just more like, in our opinion, the frequency, I guess, up with it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Polyamory. I could see how some of these overlap. Yes. And again, and that's what we were getting at earlier, which is a lot of it is how people define themselves as totally up to them. And it's going to get even more blurry here shortly. So, yeah, polyamory. Great. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm finishing this drink, so things are getting more blurry. <laughs> um, I know this one. This is where you actually have a romantic relationship or a love relationship with multiple people. Yes. I would, I would agree. And I think the thing that points that out is the, the love part, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, in in true form, like, if you were to break down the word, like, yeah, well, poly, you know, polyamory literally means more or multiple loves, right? And so that would be the the bare bones definition of it. Right. Right. And it's, again, Mm -hmm. with with the full knowledge and consent of everyone involved, right? So above board. Yeah. And kind of similar to polyamory, well, within polyamorous relationships, there can be dynamics that are triads and quads. 
And so, and more, and more more than that, but essentially just that's either like three or four people or more that are in a committed uh, relationship. However, they may not be sexually or emotionally involved with all of the other members, but they're in some sort of agreement of the relationship agreement Mm -hmm. in a way. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. This is, this is a getting a little harder. This is a tough one. Relationship anarchy. Use in a sentence. <laughs> what's the what's the origin of the word? The sentence is: Do you know the definition of relationship anarchy? <laughs> Would this be kind of the opposite of ethical monogamy, where possibly I don't know ethical non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy? Yes, thank you. Um, Most monogamy is ethical, and then you would hope <laughs> you would where hope. where you just kind of like I don't know you you throw the relationship way no maybe i have that wrong i would think it was either that or like you don't have i'm just thinking of like a person who may or may not be self-destructive or is just like i'm gonna have whatever type of relationships i want with whoever i want at any time i want and is not communicative and is not i don't want to say doesn't have consent because that is touchy but like it's not a bad guess. Yes. It's not a bad guess. Are we guess. drinking or are you guys drinking on this one? I don't know. Yeah, you definitely, you're going to need another drink because you, you blew it. They got, oh, okay. they got a little. <laughs> so this one is. a little bit of it. This falls under the, it's, it's sort of a type of polyamory. And it's not super easy to explain. But basically where somebody doesn't let one of their relationships necessarily impact the other. So. I maybe am dating one person and we have like our, that relationship sort of operates in its own sort of bubble and doesn't necessarily impact my relationship with somebody else in terms of like, I could have maybe two or three partners and what I do with this partner doesn't impact what I do with this other person. Like we don't, we don't have a set hierarchy. We don't have a set like, this is my main partner and I spend 95% of my time with them and they dictate that I'm allowed to go out on one date a week with my other partner. So it's sort of a, yeah, it's a tricky one. And actually we shouldn't have done this one first. We should, we should have done this one first. Yeah. We should have done a different one first, but because now we'll know what the other one is. Well, well, no, because it it's easier sense. to, it's easier to describe this if you understand that there is, hierarchical and non-hierarchical polyamory as well whereas like emma and i are primary partners and one of us one option would be that one of us has another partner but we're still like each other's primary sort of i guess focus yeah and so that would be a hierarchical relationship because it would be a primary here and then like other relationships would be secondary and that's so it's how you place priority on the relationship yeah and some of people define that as like a nest they call it sometimes a nesting partner so someone you lived with that could sometimes be your primary sometimes not that sounds like i find that to be like a cute way to like your nesting partner right is that not okay i think it's cute too that's looking me like i'm insane but nothing else has changed so (laughs) no that makes sense and and then the yeah so the non-hierarchy is very similar in which like to the relationship anarchy. And I know we're probably going to get in trouble for saying that, and that's okay. I, It's it's really on the non-hierarchical side. It's sort of we put – or people put all of their relationships on, this, on like a level playing field and say, even though maybe I'm living with this person, I they're not any more important than my other partner or partners. And so everybody sort of has mm. equal, equal skin in the game, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, and one of the – notes I pulled here from looking online is that relationship anarchy is not about never committing to anything. It's like you don't want to, you don't necessarily never commit to anybody, but it's about designing your own commitments with the people around you of how you want to do that. And so Mm -hmm. it is, I wouldn't say there's like non-hierarchical polyamory and relationship anarchy are not synonyms, but they do overlap. Yeah, potentially. I can see a lot of these terms overlap. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Relationship anarchy just has like, in general, anarchy, the term is just kind of has a negative connotation with it. So it's hard to be like. Because everything's wild, it seems like. But yeah. I'm sure it's not like but that. But the way you're explaining it makes it sound more 
tame, manageable. No, I just I don't have a set, I guess, a set structure for a certain individual relationship. Yeah. Well, I think where the, the anarchy comes from is that you don't allow your other partners to place rules necessarily on you and that you're still communicating. You're still, everything is very ethical and above board, but you don't, you're not really bound by your partner's rules and you, you kind of agreed to like operate independently of each other. Every party would know about each other though. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that that would still be, it'd still be ethical, ethical, I guess, at that part where everyone knows about it and agrees with the situation. It's just that, the way I, I would, I guess I would see like one person being that anar- anarcho part of this where, where, you know, if, if another group on the outside might be like a satellite person or something like that, they might have the hierarchical mm-hmm. relationship, sorry. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just seems it'd be very, very difficult to say that everyone in there would just be, flat i guess not flat but like all the same non-hierarchical at all yeah that every single person in that constellation because you said satellite yeah (laughs) well well, maybe that maybe we should have defined a different term before we got here but we will come to that one next but i guess what we want i guess to to kind of wrap up relationship anarchy because we're we are not pros at it clearly uh there is we will put a link in in the show notes to there is a relationship anarchy manifesto that was written by somebody named Andy Nordgren. And we direct people to go read that and read about this a little more on your own. It was, again, we, we sort of have a pretty good understanding of it, describing it. And anytime you talk, we could talk to five different people and they would give us five different definitions of it. And so it's not an easy one. So we'll, we'll we give apologize. you a pass. You don't have to, you don't have to drink as much as we said at the beginning. <laughs> So, so real quick, you you called it a satellite or orbit what, constellation. A constellation. So that should be a hint on on what a polycule is. Say that one more time. A poly what? Molecule. Like a molecule, except it's poly. Yep, a polycule. So it's like everybody involved in a polyamorous relationship. Is it polyamorous then, or is it? Yep. But. Okay. Would this be like a group where there's multiple relationships within that group, but you could actually or is find like that a, group as well? So I feel like it's like those, uh, do you remember when Facebook did that thing and it was like, how do your friends all know each other? And it's like this big circle of all of your friends. Oh, and then it has cross, all the different lines the between like who knows who and who's involved. Yep. So I'm imagining it's like, and that's why it's a constellation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's pretty much right on. And it's, it's, but it's not necessarily that everybody in the polycule is in a relationship with each other. That's right. sort of the key piece. Mm-hmm. So right. it's just the, the people in your relationship and then their relationships spreading off yeah. of that. Exactly. So if, if Finn and I are in a, or we are in a relationship, if I was dating someone else who was, in another relationship and he was dating someone else in another relationship. Like there would be six people there that were in a polycule of some sort, but they may not be associated with each other. If that makes sense. Like we, we would be the connecting piece there potentially. Most of the time it's like a linear thing. Yes, but not always. Well, not (laughs) most of the time, but the way you just explained it, it would have been that. Yeah. All right. It says also used to describe a sketch or visualization of a romantic network as these drawings often resemble the depiction of molecules used in organic chemistry. Cute. Wow. Polycule. All right. So the next one, trying to recover slightly from still recovering from relationship anarchy. Solo poly. Yeah, that's where you have the one, one person and they are in multiple relationships. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> With the, I mean, that seems like it's pretty broad. Yeah. It, it is fairly broad. Well, but how, so is it, it wrong it, though? No, it's not. I'm going to try to do the broadest definition of all of these. <laughs> so you don't have just to drink? Not, I'm just, not like, be, this is correct. Just, just not be wrong is my. So I will say this one is sort of self-contradicting, right? Like, how can you be solo and poly? Yeah, that's where I ran into the fact that it's a yeah. oxymoron. Yeah, solo. Yeah, yeah. So the the idea behind this is that it's it's a person who is in multiple relationships, whether it's with a couple or just another, like one person who's in 
three relationships. It could also be one person who's in one yeah. relationship. It could too. be. Yeah, they could just not be in multiple relationships. That's how they define themselves. And But I, the sort of the point, I think, with this one that distinguishes it slightly from polyamory by itself, the, the parent term, the umbrella term, would be that it's not – it didn't start from a couple. It wasn't a couple that then is in a relationship with another person or other people. It's a person who is developing these individual relationships. And generally they don't yeah. they don't go down the road of like a traditional social relationship escalator. Like they don't generally share a home or finances with very any- generally. This is a vast generalization. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. This is Emma. If you want to send hate mail, send it to her. <laughs> I'm reading what I found online, <laughs> but generally they can't lie. On send that. your hate mail to the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. D A D T. Sounds like an acronym. D A A D T. Yeah. D-A-D-T. It is an acronym. That's why I didn't say dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll drink. You got this. The two D's are the same word. Does that help? Dating. <laughs> well, what if we just guess what the D word is first? Is it? Is this a relationship term? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do. I do not know. All right, we'll give in. Have we defined da- any D words yet? Have we d- just dating? No. Yeah, they'll, they'll know. D- d- just, just help them out, Emma. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, autonomous. Don't ask. Don't tell. Oh, oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right, so now that you know what it means, well, now that you know what the acronym stands for, what does it mean in terms of a relationship structure? Is is this different than the old military term? I'm imagining it's like somebody's like, I know you're not being monogamous, but I don't really want to know about it kind of deal. Like, here's a pass, but I don't want any details. Perfect. Yep. I might might suspect it, but I'm not going to ask. You're, you don't know. You're not going to tell me. I mean, I feel so like suspecting stays. is not. I mean, I guess it could be both, both suspecting and just like them, the well, couple or whatever. Suspect well, something. So it could be like I assume this because I'm noticing patterns in your behavior or how you behave around certain people. But it could also be like you're straight up honest about like, this is a thing that's happening, but I'm not going to tell you when or who or where or how. And the other person's like, okay. Pretty. So you were, Almost. I think your original description, Jessica was pretty spot on. It's, it's usually an agreed upon relationship structure where you can say okay. you have permission to go and do anything you want or within whatever bounds you set, right? You can set the yeah. boundaries around it, but, but I don't want to hear about it even though I know it's happening. And so typically this is like, I'm okay with you doing these things. I just don't want to hear about it afterwards for whatever reason. For, for example, yeah. some so people have... So that would have, be ethical though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. for example, some people have an agreement like, okay, when either one of us travels more than a hundred miles away from our home, we can do whatever we want. And I don't care. I don't want to know about it though, but I know it could be happening mm-hmm. and it's agreed upon after that. Mm-hmm. And then, or just like in general, some people have, it's whatever rules you want to put on, but it's that mm-hmm. type of relationship agreement where you know that something may be happening, but you just don't want to know about it. And they both agree to that. So nailed it. You don't have to drink. Ooh. All right. The next one, I'm not going to do the acronym because that's mean. It is mean. All right. Poly under duress. Or PUD. It's a really unfortunate acronym. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Under, under duress makes it sound. Is that is that the poly relationship that just isn't going correctly or isn't going in a good direction? I can't decide who would... some part of the relationship is is not working correctly for yeah. any reason. Yeah, it, it kind of. Well, it, it may be I mean, working it, from try- everyone's point of view, though. I'm trying to decide who. I guess it depends on if it's hierarchical or not. Whether or not, like, who would be under duress. So the the, the, the idea behind this is that one of the people in the relationship said that they want to be polyamorous or have other relationships. And the other person in the relationship was sort of like, I don't really want to, but I will do it 
to appease you because I don't oh. I don't want to lose this relationship. So yeah. oh, I, yeah. I, will, I, I will enter into this agreement full well, knowing that it's happening, but I don't necessarily want to be here. Yes. So that is the person that's under duress. So sometimes it's only one person that would be under duress on that. Right. The other one person correct perfectly fine. Okay. Right. So this is probably where people would enact don't ask, don't tell. Uh, Could be. Yeah. That would yeah. Make sense. All right. We got all the kind hard of, like, shit if, out of the if, way. Yeah, we did. If someone, like, if we were in a relationship and one person really wanted to be polyamorous, the other one wasn't sure or was okay, they didn't want to disappoint, like, they didn't, they wanted to let their partner do what they wanted to do, but they didn't necessarily want to do that themselves, and it wasn't always... And it doesn't necessarily need to be as, like, dramatic. Like, there's a, I think there are times where this happens where they're like, hey, you know, I'm okay with it. I don't really necessarily right. want to be doing it. It doesn't, right. it's not like they're forcing probably their partner into different it. levels yeah. of duress. Exactly. Exactly. And this, this one isn't super common as well, but it has, again, it comes up quite often on, on Dan Savage's podcast. So hmm. it's a, mm-hmm. it's something that's floating around out there, but Okay, we're going to get a little bit hold more. Hold on, we raunch- got all the hard shit out of the way. Yeah, so this is, we're going to get a little more raunchy. Not really. Right, so Not this really. is the hard shit. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it will be. <laughs> How about the term par- well, well, hold on. Should we should we give them at least the clue of what, what oh, realm we're okay. speaking in? We have now dived into the realm of swinging. Right. Oh, for, this, okay. for this subset of terms. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful okay although not exclusively no it definitely is not you're just they're typically. more common in the swinging lifestyle than anywhere else but it's definitely not I feel exclusive. Like the, right, let's, the let's common theme it. is that we're not being exclusive here right at is all that exactly in, in any way shape or form <laughs> exactly this is as opposed to being the this is, monogamous this is relationship exactly. not exclusive all right go for it parallel play oh okay two couples next yeah. to each other yeah Perfect. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> See, these okay. are way easier. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Soft swap. Oh, I know what this one is. Okay. Come on, Jessica. Soft isn't an. I thought it was sop swap, and then I was like, significant <laughs> other person swap. <laughs> I'm still in the acronym. I sound much more confident than I really am on this. I think it means that you are swapping partners, but there's no sex. No penetrative sex. No penetrative. Okay. Oh, okay. He got it. He just. He did. Well, we haven't defined sex yet, though, either. Right. That's the thing. And that was the thing. If if I go back to my Catholic school How long do you want this episode to be? (laughs) (laughs) No looking at each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Bring us back to your Catholic education. Yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. It is dependent upon how you define sex. And that's why Emma was being a stickler on it was no penis and vagina. Yeah. There we go. So that is generally agreed upon that it's penetration. Then is the soft part of that. Okay. Correct. Yeah. There's also the term hard swap or full swap. And really nobody says hard swap. No, most people say full swap. Hard swap sounds like something you would hear on the floor at wall street. <laughs> well, maybe it's a hard yeah. swap. So, so He's take a guess. Voice. Is this like an LS swap? I'm going back to the engine where you stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta take it out of one. You gotta take the Hemi out of one and put it in the other. You're saying, oh, full swap. Is so it would just be swapping with pedotrip sex then. Then exactly. Yeah, if we're if we're stepping up from the sop swap. So generally, like when. In our experience, I guess when a couple enters a swinging lifestyle and they want to try to swap with people in some sort, they will often start, a lot of people will start with parallel play with like just being in the same room with somebody else. Then they'll advance to swap swap and then they'll advance to full swap. But that's not always the case. That's just a general, yeah. a lot of people do do it that oh, way. you kind of ramp into it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. How it can yeah. progression. And so then that was... She kind of dropped one here, which again, they're fairly self-descriptive, but same room versus separate room, meaning um, that that you could either, yeah. you would either do this while you're in the same room with somebody or in a separate room or separate or hotel or. And that like, would apply I feel to like. like we, we do parallel all the time, parallel non-room, like all the time. Right? <laughs> yeah, a non-room? Par- a parallel <laughs> separate play. Like just... the rest of the world, right? <laughs> With not the same. In every hotel we've ever been in. 
<laughs> exactly. So everybody is swingers is what you're saying. I was like, what are you talking did you get it? Where is this going? I thought there were Parallel. there were truth bombs happening right now, and oh. I didn't even know what they were. Oh, so no. I was... <laughs> I'm dead. Amazing. Okay how how about a unicorn? I mean, unicorn is used all over the place. It's I have no idea how it would be defined in this, like the 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 gold standard of something, I guess that you'd never find, right? Yeah, no essentially. So, so the thing that, that people... Like the perfect situation. It, it's almost always used because it's a hypothetical woman who is willing to date both members of an existing couple or not, or one member, but it's almost We're not even date. Not, yeah, have relationships. Basically, have you're looking for that threesome with the single woman, and there's there's this theory out there that it's super hard to find that woman. Yeah, and, threesome with a single woman is kind of like so that woman is the unicorn. It's very difficult, yeah, to find. To find, yeah, and so a, a unicorn is a single woman in this. So it's always world. it's it's always a single woman then. Yeah, I will say that we know other people who have no trouble finding them. So I don't. I think it's more of a myth than a than a reality. But we are not those people. That wasn't like a self brag. Uh, no, veiled in. <laughs> <laughs> we found lots of unicorns. So this gets into. I guess the swing club atmosphere. And so there are clubs out there that are, are meant for swingers, I guess. And there's the term on premise versus off premise. Any ideas? So like where any relations would be happening either at the club or at a residence or a hotel or wherever. So would these be at the on premise? Would they be at a hotel saying that everything is in the venue or is it like, in the club yes it depends both okay are the clubs like their own like building like it's an existing place or is it like a convention in that it like moves from like hotel to hotel it depends (laughs) again so there are so there are hotel parties and those are typically i guess you would say on premise because they usually will have a room dedicated to the the relations as you referred to them and (laughs) the relations parallel play it's capital t capital r the relations and but there are also just clubs that are straight up like there's like a dance area and then there's like a usually like a back area where people go and have the relations there's also clubs that are just like the dance and meet and mingle and that's more like a bar type setting yeah there's no there's no doing it those would be an off-premise right no relations allowed. I see. Uh, so, so usually when you have a meetup or a club or something like that, they would be defined then what what the venue yeah. is. It's more of a description for the venue, right? Then, right? And yeah. what's allowed? Yeah, what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do. Yeah. So the next couple are things that you would potentially read on like a dating website if you were looking to meet other people, whether it was a in a poly situation or yeah, this could be on Tinder. It could be on a poly dating website. Mm -hmm. It could be on a swinging dating website. All right. Craigslist. Not anymore. They got got rid of it. They got rid of like, not anymore. I remember reading those. It was hilarious. Some of them were hilarious. We've actually, we've actually talked to quite a few people who've had, who had a lot of success on Craigslist, Craigslist personals. So it was apparently people were pretty pissed off when they stopped doing it i mean yeah all right so the first one ddf it's an acronym matt don't d, worry isn't it d two d's yeah. and then the letter f ddf tf i know dtf yeah <laughs> I know, that makes me think of that so i was too. like great and then i was like hang on a second i would say dude dude female but that why would you say dude dude <laughs> female not man man female <laughs> not it <laughs> although mmf is a term is a term too and that's male male well that's what i'm thinking yes. yeah yeah okay yeah so yeah so, good that wasn't my answer is is <laughs> is the f is the f uh a four-letter word yeah. no, i don't know if is. you'd have to bleep well, me if i if i dropped a f-bomb no, we can oh, swear it's not, as, uh, allowed to swear we can swear fun. as much as we want <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah, it's not fun. but it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, right. I want, are the two D's the same word? No. Can we ask the audience? Okay. Yeah. Ask, ask, <laughs> ask Emma. They've suffered long enough. <laughs> Drug and disease free. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. 
So, so uh, go ahead. we have a quick disclaimer on this one. So you'll see this on a lot of profiles out there, but in our opinion, it is not the best way to put it out there because you are not being as inclusive, I think, as you should be. So It can we, be a little shamey. Right. Because if somebody had been diagnosed with something in the past or had currently, like then you want to invite that conversation is the whole point. So what, so I guess while mm-hmm. we're here giving a public service announcement, what we would encourage people to say is that something along the lines of we know our status, we get tested regularly, and we have the conversation. Just something short like that rather than yeah. this blank, like kind of making people who may not have that, you know, DDF on their pro on their profile to feel shitty about themselves. That's all. Yeah. So the next one is HWP. Don't overthink it. Harold with penis. <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very specific term for only people who named Harold. Yeah. <laughs> well I don't know if Harold was slang for something. I don't know. I made that up. Harold's the unicorn of the guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> um of course. <laughs> I think uh, Matt just coined a new term. Yeah. <laughs> a Harold. It's no longer. So some people say manicorn yeah. instead of a unicorn, but I think calling them Harold's from now on is Harold's <laughs> with penis. <laughs> All right. This one's just height, weight, proportionate. Oh, okay. That also sounds like it could be very exclusion. Exclusion. And I wasn't. We're not, not encouraging word. it. We're just saying that that's Again, something that, that's that not encouraging is, yeah. necessarily. Height, height, weight, proportion. Like, okay, yeah. All right. Congratulations, I guess. These probably come genes. from like the old classified type. Yeah, exactly. They, and, where they're like looking for, and they have everything. Yeah, back in the yeah. ASL days, ASL uh, yeah. age, sex, location. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no, we again, this one is one of those that it's just we know what's out there and just wanted people to know what it meant. This next one, though, is not exclusionary and it's we'll we'll, we'll give you just, just a brief time to think about it. Yeah, it's, take a guess. What it's, you think. A, it's an acronym and people will say kick, it's K I K. Yeah, you're not trying gonna... to guess what it might mean. <laughs> it was unfair. No one, no one spells that out. Yeah, everyone just says kick. Is it something about kinks? Nope. Nope. All right. For the sake of you made that time. a lot harder than it should be. It's a. Uh, it's just an app that people use for chatting. Oh, I've heard of that. It's like yeah, what's, well, like what's. I thought it was an acronym. I've heard of kick. Kick. All right. Yeah. Why did you? What is it? So what does kick stand for? I have no idea what it stands oh, then how for. Do you... Does that just stand for something? Oh, I don't yeah. know if it does. It's a messaging app. It's does a messaging really app. Really, It's like what's up? Really? All right. It's edit like, this one what? out. Yeah. We're gonna edit kick out completely. Why? No, I think it's an important one to include. Okay. You just messed it up. Is that is that the go to app for the lifestyle? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think, and there may be some people listening who said they've switched because a little while ago they were gonna, they were basically gonna shut it down, and then somebody revived it, and so the benefit of using Kick is because you, you don't, don't tie it to your phone number, so you just like make an account, and so then when you can chat with people, they don't have your phone number, and that's why it keeps a little bit of privacy that way. All right, fluid bonding. We've got a chemist in the room. That, that doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound great. Uh, that, maybe that's get, I, getting drunk with a just, buddy. That's they just, sounding, right? <laughs> getting drunk <laughs> with a buddy. <laughs> it's dude time. I will. I will say, Matt. You and I have never fluid bonded. <laughs> so, so when you cross the streams, cross streams, <laughs> cross streams. Well. I said, you've been friends long enough that we used to pee in the same toilet. Correct. And we've still never fluid bonded. Okay. And I don't know. Oh, well, is then, it? Then it's just is swapping. There... I don't know. What are you swapping, though? Any type of fluid? So typically, this would be having penetrative sex without condoms. Okay. With okay. A, anybody, really, I guess, a partner, any partner of any kind. Okay. Why don't we just call sex that all the time? It sounds so much cooler. Fluid bond. Yeah. <laughs> well, because a lot of you could still use condoms. But it, that's different than having sex with a condom then. Yes. Right. So so I guess in Okay. Oh, I guess it would be unprotected. Correct. Exactly. So, right. And so a lot of people will Not not super cool. Yeah. For yeah. Well, and there are some people who, you know, they get they are in long-term relationships with multiple people. 
and here we'll throw some more terminology out there, they have a closed polycule in that they know everybody in that group is not having mm-hmm. sex with anybody outside of that group. Yeah. yeah. And they've all gotten tested. They've all done their due diligence and then they will start to eliminate condoms potentially. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. that's sort of where it comes from. Okay. To be honest, we have never heard this term until today when I was researching this. So it's not very commonly used. A cupcake party. Are we frosting lots of things? <laughs> that's a that's a different term. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm going to regret that, saying that. That it sounds like fun? It sounds delicious. I think, <laughs> but it, it sounds delicious. <laughs> I think I'm going to regret saying that. Is it like a lot of cute people? So this is this is again not something we've ever heard, and it's, and it's definitely also very sexist. it's a very sexist definition. But I think it's hilarious nonetheless. A gathering usually involving only women, and most often in a private residence, in which a group of people gather to explore their sexuality, discuss sex, experiment with sex toys, and so on. The hostess of a cupcake party Which often provides... Which is my provides, favorite part of that whole thing. The hostess of a cupcake party. <laughs> often <laughs> provides refreshments, hence the name. I think it's because we call women cupcake. <laughs> yeah, from here yeah, on we out. do. No. <laughs> all the time, right? That's, that's, that's <laughs> definitely what we call them. So, anyway, that was a... Just for fun. So this, that honestly sounds exactly like a sex toy party. Isn't that what kind of happens? I I mean, they might not use them at the party, but other than that, you have refreshments, you talk about sex, they drink. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a pillow fight that goes on. No, there is not. (laughs) Well. Okay. That was just for fun. I have never had cupcake parties either. (laughs) Or fluid bonded. (laughs) What is it? How is the, is there not a term for like. Is there like a, a protein bar party for like if men are going to get together and talk about sex and sex toys and like have refreshments? Not that I've heard of, but I've, all, I've also never heard of this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Party. Where, where do you go and find these? This terms? one was off of the, yeah, this was off of the, the Google internet. machine. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure Urban Dictionary will have. I did not kind go down like, the Urban Dictionary route, yeah. so <laughs> I yeah, was afraid do of that. doing That's that. That's probably not the most. Uh, yeah. All okay. right. These next four terms are somewhat grouped together, but and they're they're kind of to give you a hint, they're uh, kind of relationship styles. Yeah. So the first okay. one is hot wife. Hot wife. Is, and this is a relationship, not a person. It's both. It's a it's a it's a way that people. It's a dynamic. It's a dynamic within swinging, typically. It's when you would bring another male in, right? Bingo. Par- mostly correct. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate any, or is that that's your that's your <laughs> final answer? <laughs> well, the the other male would. Would have activities with <laughs> have activities a, a female. I'm assuming. I don't know if the, I don't know if the original. Well, you say wife, so husband have would activities be, <laughs> would be involved as well. Or yeah. What? So, so so yeah. So this one is usually the man and the woman in a relationship are. Let's let's just be very exclusionary and say husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend, and they the woman would. They're sort of at an equal platform, like, but they do bring in an all like another male to have activities with yeah. the with the wife. Was the general gist of this one? So, okay. in that case, is the original male, male in partner. that relationship is he participating in activities? Sometimes depends. Yeah, I think that's yeah. up to him. In this in this case, it okay. is yeah, really just up to the couple of how they want to handle that. Right. I mean, I guess it always is. It always is. So it's a, it's a three-way then. Correct. Could be. Okay. It yeah. could be. Or it could just be. The, he could just watch. He could just watch or he could just not be there at all and just hear about it later. It's it's more about the oh, okay. the woman or the wife sleeping around with other men. Having activities. Having activities, right. With the full consent. Having I relations. guess with the full consent and encouragement of sure. the guy. Yeah. Oh, I like that you included encouragement because I feel like that kind of changes the game a little yeah. bit, right? Like, this one thing to consent to it and to be like, yeah, you're hot. Go get him. Like, that's a completely other thing, right? Yep. Interesting. Which 
Which yeah. sort of leads Crazy. us into the next one. I like it. Which is cuckold. C U C C O C. C U C K O L D. Oh yeah. Okay. It's where the husband or boyfriend is not part of the sexual relationship at that point. Or not not that it's there's another male in the relationship and he I guess I don't know exactly how it would work, but like he he has is he dominant over the other male or something like that? So close, yes. Sexually? Not sexually, but like over the what with the woman in the relationship. Yeah. Right. So the husband would typically be submissive typically to the wife, but sometimes potentially the other guy. Sometimes to the other guy. And so it's So there's a there's going to be a dom sub relationship there of some sort. Like a little bit of a power dynamic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And typically I guess the the husband a piece of that can be like taunting and humiliation as well, which goes into the power dynamic. So related to the term cuckold, so think about the relationship we just ex- explained. Uh huh. Is the term bull? Who would that be in that relationship? The bull. I know this one too. <laughs> you, you're allowed to answer. Yeah. The uh, the bull's the other guy coming in, right? Yeah. Exactly. He's doing the the uh, the activities. Activities, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, it could be the it could be the other guy in a hot wife dynamic as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be just in the cuckolding realm, right? Yeah. And the last one is stag vixen. Is this like is this two people or is this a single person? It's stag slash slash vixen. So it's two different two people. different people. So it's like I'm assuming it's like male female of the same kind of deal. So it would it be like the single person in any of these relationships that like doesn't have a nesting partner, I suppose, or no? So th- it's, this is sort of the, I would almost say the flip kind of of the cuckolding where it's, it's the man is a little more dominant and he's encouraging his female partner to go out and have activities either in his presence or on her own. And Again, this one is not quite as common, and I think there's a lot of people who use this in different ways. So it's it's sort of just a typically a dynamic where the woman is doing things, but the man is not in some capacity. Okay. It's a little bit related to hot wife, yeah, um, because the woman's going out and doing things. Sometimes you'll hear them used interchangeably. Yeah, honestly, the hot wife and stag vixen. Mm. Okay, moving away from that type of stuff, as in activities i guess to some oh my gosh we sound like such prudes <laughs> like, you know activities well, matt, did, like... matt did go to catholic school for over seven years <laughs> and so did you not yeah. for seven years hey, i got out i got out earlier than he did those are formative years <laughs> <laughs> okay nre this is the last uh almost the last acronym can you give us like a category it's new re- new relationship energy yeah that's just the answer, Then That wasn't oh. a category. Well, but what does it mean? New relationship energy? Yeah. Is it something you put... Would you put this in an ad, or would you put this in, like... Is this just, like, a term It's just a use? term. You're yeah. right. You're, this is not okay. an ad. This is moving away from relationship dynamics, too. This is a separate term. Okay, so this would be, like, it's a new relationship, so that's the energy that's brought in. That's the young love. That's the... I'm making Whatever. out all the time. Yeah. There's butterflies in my stomach. I want to eat ice cream off your nose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you, you nailed it. I don't mean that in a, I don't I don't mean that in a fetishy way. I mean it in like a we're sharing a malt in the fifties like cute way. Perfect. Yeah. No, that's it right. And <laughs> and oftentimes what will happen to to put this in a little more context would be if let's say you're in a polyamorous relationship and your partner goes and finds this new other partner. And they're like going crazy over each other, right? There can be sometimes some tension created around the fact that you don't have this new relationship energy with your partner that you've been together with 10 years. And all of a sudden they have this with this new person. So that's typically mm-hmm. where it comes up and, and people will shorten it to NRE. Mm-hmm. How about metamorph? Metamorph, like as in metamorphosis? Not Meta- quite. Metamor- <laughs> not, not quite, no. <laughs> Meta as in like half halfsies, right? Like not quite. Is that is that what we're metaing? Uh, or meta as in like meta is like within, 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 like one within the other, like inception. 
Probably more the second. Yeah. Okay. And more is just M-O-R, not M-O-R-E. M-O-U-R, as in love. Oh, metamor. I don't know. I'm just saying it different and seeing if it sounds like it means something now. I don't know. So in a, in a polyamorous relationship, typically it's when, so if Finn and I were in a relationship and I was in a relationship with another person, Finn and that other person would be metamors. It's your, your partner's partner. Your partner's partner. Aw. Okay. It's your partner, not in law. Yeah. In love. Sure. <laughs> your partner in love. Okay, another, this one's just a fun And we're almost one. done for people who are like, when is this going to end? Yeah, we have two more. <laughs> the term. I was just thinking. Yeah, <laughs> Matt's one of those people. <laughs> the the term is polywog. There's a pond somewhere. I don't know. Poly. Polywog. Sounds like something from. So is it in a poly- polyamorous then? Is it a polyamorous but relationship? Wog. Yeah. What are like. It's essentially a, it's a child in a polyamorous household. Oh, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. That's cute. Isn't it yeah. cute? <laughs> I just like envision them having a pool and like just swimming all the time because they're a polywog. Yeah. Okay. Last last term. <laughs> last term. So this one is one of my favorite terms out there because it's just sweet. More than polywog. It probably walks sweet too, but this is a very, this does not mean the same thing at all. The word is compersion. Compersion. It's not dirty. It's not dirty. It's a feeling. She said, I don't know. Is it your content? Is it a feeling you have towards a specific person? Yes. Is it like a companion, but a, no, not even close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's thought of the opposite of jealousy. Oh. Oh, so it's like if you, okay, so if your partner has a partner you're and they're super happy, you're like, yay. Exactly. You guys are so cute. Exactly. It's the, it's the feeling of joy when a partner invests in and takes pleasure from another romantic or sexual relationship like their partner's one. So it's a positive emotional reaction to a lover's other relationship. That is really sweet. I think it can be more generic too, just in that like you take joy in your partner's joy. Yeah. Whether they're yeah. out going to a cooking class or it doesn't whatever. have to be a relationship. Yeah. It could be that, hey, Finn went to this basketball game and he really enjoyed it and that was I'm really happy about him doing that. Like that's compersion for because he's happy about it. I'm happy about it. Unless my team lost. <laughs> And no one's happy. And then no one can be happy for days. Yeah. In the relationship setting, it's, or the romantic setting, it's more used when yeah. you're happy that your other part, that your partner is happy in a different relationship, I guess. Okay. Well, that was uh... an adventure. <laughs> a lot of editing. Smooth. That was super, that was super smooth. I don't know how we did it that smooth. It's a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions. We're a little and bit awkward. This was your guys' technology. Idea. I know. I know. Yeah, sorry we dragged you into this. Uh, Did you at least have fun? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for coming on. And I wanted to also circle back and just say, you guys, I know that we mentioned at the beginning of this like recording that we did drop a shock on you guys when we told you about all of this because we hadn't told you about it previously. And you two have been nothing but amazing and supportive. And we couldn't be more thankful for that. So I just want to say thank you for being the amazing people you are. And thanks for coming out and supporting us. Of course. Yeah. I'm, we're glad to be able to do this. Yeah, I definitely cool. have compersion that you guys. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you say it, like you have compersion, it sounds like I need it's to take you to the doctor. To I don't know how to, I don't know how to incorporate it yet. Are you, are you, con- are you compersed? No, really, it's, I'm, you I'm have... glad that you guys, I'm glad you're, you're, podcast is 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 doing really good and that's awesome i'm also and glad you guys you were guys are yeah you, you guys felt you could talk to us about it as well yeah exactly that um yeah after 10 years not quite <laughs> yeah but I, I i mean it wasn't it wasn't when when i said we were shocked i was the the part that you know like the swinging part of it is not like 
I don't want to say it's not shocking because it's not like I expected it or anything like that, but it's like, that's great. That's fine. That's, I don't know how. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, like it wasn't, it, it was a part of our lives, but it wasn't a huge part of our lives. Right. And, yeah. and the, the podcast, starting the podcast and doing all of this, it has become a bigger part of our lives because it's also a big project we're doing. Yeah. I think, I think that might've been the shocker is that we could probably see it becoming a bigger part of your life as well too. Mm. Um, just not because how, what that was. yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which That's I know fair. I asked a lot about like, cause like basically like we're the same friends still. And I was like, do you think that you'll ever be in the, I don't know. And you, there's no way you could know this. So it was probably an unfair question for me to ask, but if you were ever in polyamorous relationship, if we ever would meet these people, because that would be, the point where we would be like, well, if you're going to spend a lot of time and be like involved with other people, like we care about you and we want to know who they are and make sure they're not turds. So (laughs) 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 that's basically where we're coming from. It's just like, yeah. Well, in which, in which we, at that point, I think we kind of told you that, that you have met at least one of our friends that even though it wasn't necessarily a polyamorous relationship, just that we've become really good friends with these people mm-hmm. oh, yeah, and that you, you know them and we've hung out as the six of us and we're none yeah. the wiser. So, and they're cool, yeah. but so, we, we appreciate that you, yeah, that you sure. care about us and want to make sure that anybody else that we're in relationships with are not turds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we would do the same for you, <laughs> but mm. anyway, the bottom line is thank you and thanks for coming on and doing this potentially somewhat awkward show with us. And it <laughs> I'm was not awkward. It was fun. Well, Finn, you're always none awkward. of us. None of us are at all ever. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. Well, maybe we'll do a follow up one where we dissect how we told you and and how not to tell people <laughs> <laughs> or how to tell or how or how to maybe tell, how people, to tell better. people better. Yeah. Well, like, I remember you trying to get me drunk. I was like, Tim, number one, don't, don't get them drunk. I tried to get him drunk and fluid bond with him. (laughs) I didn't really. It wasn't, no, it was, it was Matt's definition of fluid bond. Getting good, getting drinks with your buddies. So, all right. Well, let's let them go to bed since they're way past their bedtime. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we will chat soon. Bye. And we're back and just wanted to thank Matt and Jessica again for being willing to come on the show and explore some territory that is not familiar to them. You know, we did not give them very much information ahead of time. In retrospect, it probably would have been a lot better to give them at least the terms, not to research, but to think about ahead of time. But we did not do that. So next time we'll do that. I just didn't trust her. Not to Google. I know. I know her. Her nature is to research things. I didn't trust her. <laughs> That's not very nice to say. It's also not true. We just didn't think about it. No, until, we didn't until she suggested it after the interview. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "You guys should have given us these terms, and then we could have thought about our answers and had them prepared, and had some fun guesses." Anyway, sorry about that. Next time. Hope you enjoyed the show. Anyway. And we will see everybody on Wednesday. Yep, next Wednesday will be a normal show. And then episode two of Focus Fridays will be out in one week. And as a quick reminder, you can download everything on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening.